For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Welcome to the New Noise, everybody. We are talking new music. Myself and Mike Howell. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Here. Someone just called you Sammy Hagar, Mike. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, are you hawking any tequila by uh, any chance? No. I don't know. <laughs> Why would somebody call me Sammy Hagar? That's weird. I don't know. You must have a Sammy Hagar vibe. Is it because now. my username is Slappy Slam and everybody always thinks it's Sam? Might be. Mm, could mm. be it. It could, could be, be it. it. That would make sense. Mm, it's good. Well, if you haven't joined us before on Twitch or on the podcast side of things, what we do every Wednesday on Twitch and Friday on podcast is we talk about the top five. I have six here because last week was six. The top five most anticipated albums of the week plus honorable mm-hmm. mentions uh, and other news that you need to know about if you like good music. Yeah, speaking of news, we unfortunately have some this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to take a quick minute to shout out, um, unfortunately, uh, LG Petrov from Entombed has passed away, uh, one of the classic kind of death metal bands. Yeah. Uh, really unfortunate because he's honestly a great vocalist and he's been around for so long you know was, you always hate to see stuff like that it was crazy yeah with entombed it was, it was crazy he, he was he was young like i was surprised yeah, he was 49 he, he was so young um just because i i re- remember entombed being around for like ever and mm-hmm. being you know such a you know one of those like super influential like you know early extreme metal bands that that kind of paved the way for you know the heavy hitters of the 90s Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's super sad. And um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It just sucks. I just I couldn't believe when I when I read that he was he was only forty nine. I know cancer is a hell of a thing. I hate it. Awful. But, Awful. Yeah. But thanks for bringing that up, Mike. Hell yeah. Just go spin one of their albums if you've never checked them out. Um, if you have and they're one of your favorite bands, go buy some merch or something because I'm sure the band could uh, use some cash in these times. And I don't know, or just. Give them some support if that's all you can do. Absolutely. There you go. Well, um, last week we had some records come out. In fact, we couldn't have a top five. We had to have a top six because there was so much music. Where do you want to start about talking about those those releases from last week? um, I don't know. Do you want to just get out of the way and talk about the elephant in the room? We can do that. We can do that. And the ele- by the elephant um, in the room, I, I assume you're you're um, referencing the album "You're Welcome" uh, from 
my I my, my good good pals in a day to remember. I am Shane. Um, I've been pretty vocal about this. I did not like this album. Uh huh. Whatsoever. I felt that it was. I don't know. It's one of those out releases that it's not really even an album. It's just kind of a collection of songs yeah. that don't have a common idea, which is fine sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of these songs were just kind of half strewn together. I didn't like the mix throughout the entire album. I thought it was strange and uneven. And you would go from songs where it's very clearly like, oh, this is done well. This is meant to be on the radio, like Degenerates. Um, what's the other song? The one that starts with an R. Uh, resentment. Mm-hmm. Resentment. Yeah. Like those songs like, oh, they're meant to be on the radio. They sound good. And then you have other tracks that come in and you're just like, there's a cacophony of who knows what going on. Like, I forget one of the songs, uh, there's this like part where Jeremy comes in and he says something right at the beginning and they have like four different versions of Jeremy's voice over it. They have like a version that's auto-tuned and a version right. that's dropped like three or four octaves. And I'm, What's going on there? And overall, I just feel like a lot of the songs were really, really weak lyrically and just overall like a disappointing release. I will say that like a disappointing a day to remember release is still not that bad normally, but I don't know. I, I couldn't get into any song off this album. I, I agree. I totally agree with what you're saying about the record feeling pretty disjointed. And when you, you know, and I, I spent a little bit of time kind of, you know, reading into some of the, the process behind this record, because mm-hmm. let's remember that, you know, we, and we talked about this last week, but, the album actually had a release date of in November 2019. Yeah. There was a release date. And then they ended up pushing the record back. They said it was something to do with mixing slash artwork. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're hearing that there was 42 tracks written. And, of course, when you're writing 42 tracks, um, how is it not going to result in some amount of disjointedness? You're you're not then you're not yeah. writing an album really. You're writing a collection of songs, which which again, like you said, is okay. I think that the problem in this case though is that it does really feel like the record is pretty all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I do think it's I don't know if cool is the right word. I think that they they had a lot of courage to do this because. There, like, there's that song that starts off with like a, there's like a classical guitar part in it. Oh, the Santana and, song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it does, and it, it kind of sounds like Rob Thomas actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. literally said this is in my because I big albums like this I like to do first listen stream of conscious notes, and I literally wrote what is this trying to be smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas? Like, Dude, it it completely <laughs> it completely crossed my mind too when I when I I, I swear to you. I had that feeling too. And it was just, there were songs like that that were mm-hmm. like, hmm, if they had just not done those songs and had written heavy ass bangers, yeah. I, I, I 100% think that their fan base would have appreciated it. Now, look, if the band wants to make music for themselves and this is the, the direction they want to go, they want to go, then, then all the power to them, you know? And that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but that being said, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, it felt like if, if you're going to do that, then do that. If you're not going to do that, don't do that. So, you yeah. know, it's tough. And I don't know what the other, um, yeah, Jen says out of the 40, 42, these were the best ones. Well, I don't know what the other, whatever 42 minus 14 is. Uh, 28 songs were yeah. um, that didn't make it or how finished they were or whatever, or if we'll hear them one day. I'm sure there were a few bangers like- in there. Um, and there's some great parts to this record too. There's some moments mm-hmm. that come through where I'm like, oh shit. Like there was one breakdown on this record. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. So like the breakdown on, I want to say it was um, permanent is sick. Yeah. I think that's like, the one. Yeah. That was a really good track with like that bridge leading up to the breakdown was really good. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. And then you've got, tracks like um last chance to dance old friend like it is weird that i say a quote-unquote classic a day to remember song is the odd one out on this record Hmm. because Mm -hmm. if anything like you should have a couple odd one out songs like if i get like fuck you money or Hmm. like Hmm. 
those kind of like weird songs that are on there as like a one or two, like, okay, that's much more manageable. But when your entire catalog do- or of the record doesn't feel like your entire catalog as an artist so abruptly, but you have like one or two songs on there that are catering to old fans, it just feels even more fake to me. Right. And yeah, it just comes off the bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. No, I, I, there was a few songs I think I said, like, like if, if, I mean, if they, if they, it's a 14 track record too, right? And that, that seemingly yeah. that is becoming a thing that's, that's happening more. Records seem to be getting longer. Um, I don't know if that's a streaming thing or what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Architects record was also a lot yeah. of tracks and, and uh, so was uh, the Machine Gun Kelly record. And then they had mm-hmm. e- extended ones. Like, this is becoming more of a thing in, uh, in our, in the industry, in our scene. Um, but I do think like if you were to trim the fat a little bit off this record, like, uh, if you were to take out, you know, maybe the Viva La Mexico, maybe Bloodsucker, maybe High Diving, I think those mm-hmm. were kind of, to me, tracks that maybe didn't fit. Maybe you would have a stronger record as well. Yep. Um, but that being said, I, I really liked, speaking of money, I liked the song Only Money. Um, oh, I hated that song. Oh, oh yeah. I actually th- yeah. thought that, that that was like the, the different v- sound that that was the time that the different sound worked for me mm-hmm. because it was the instrumentation was done in kind of a more emotional way and i thought that the like lyrically it told the story that kind of was more meaningful mm-hmm. than just like talking about whatever fuck you money or or <coughs> excuse me or getting drunk in mexico or whatever right so i yeah. i um i i will say there were like some moments of there were some flashes of of I don't know if I'd go as far to say brilliance, but there were some flashes of greatness. And, and mm-hmm. then the, but the problem was just, first of all, the rollout, second of all, just the too, too many tracks. And third of all, you, you talked about the production. I thought that the, there was a lot of very, very overproduced to go back to, I think only money is the song. Yeah. Looking at my notes, like I, I kind of take it back. I did like the song because that was one of the first songs in the album that actually had a message like with, the, oh, it's only money. I want to spend time with my family. Like, I really like that message. Right. Yeah. Especially with some stuff I'm going through right now. But then like this song turned for me because they just had this horrible part with the mix where I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if anybody really noticed. But there's a saxophone in this song. Oh, really? On the last chorus. And it's so buried in the mix and it's such a cool instrument like you can barely hear it when that album should be signing through instead of just repeating the chorus again. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? I don't understand it. I can't hear you. Oh, shit. Sorry. My bad. I had my mic muted because I, I was like, oh, okay. I'm choking up my water here. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, that's like the worst. I I, uh, I actually went to a little cafe, a little vegan cafe here in Windsor for lunch mm-hmm. and like got a tickle in my throat in the restaurant was like, I can't, Ooh. I can't cough. I don't have COVID, but I can't cough in public. Like I have yeah. to do everything. And you're just like, <laughs> trying not well, to it's cough. Getting, it's getting to be spring. So you could at least say like, it's not COVID allergies. <laughs> like, please don't, don't it's kill true. me. It's true. That is that time of year. Um, but I was, uh, fuck. What was I saying? Oh yeah. I was saying that, that um, your point, what is going on here? Uh, that came up a lot of times when I was listening to this record mm-hmm. and yeah, man, I was, it was, it threw me for a loop and I don't know. I don't know. But I honestly, I think like if this record just came out in November of 2019, as is there mm-hmm. wouldn't, it wouldn't be under this much scrutiny either. And yeah. that, and that let's, let's, that, let's talk about the album title. I think it's intentionally pretentious, but mm-hmm. it's still pretentious. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, there, there's a different vibe to it too, though. Cause like, a band like A Day to Remember, I don't expect to be pretentious whatsoever. Like, if you're doing it a little bit, like if the album titles, you're welcome and they come out with it in 2019, I would have brushed it off a little bit more. But now that I've gotten it and it's like got all of these things wrong with it that I, from a band like A Day to Remember on a record label like Fueled by Ramen, I don't expect these kind of things to be wrong in an album. Mm-hmm. Like the mix, these are the very basic kind of things. And so that makes the album title really condescending and I don't like it. But you take a band like Waterparks, who is normally kind of very pretentious, and they're putting out an album just called Greatest Hits. Right. And I think that that's great. Like, you've got to fit in your theme of your band. And I think for a day to remember, it's just way too quick of a change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, 
they've always been these kind of like wholesome guys, right? Like you've got common courtesy where it's like these really deep, like from your heart kind of songs where they're like, Hey, we broke away from victory. We just got through this huge, hard part in our careers. We're writing these emotional songs that people are connecting with. And then not only not even like two albums later, you're getting like, yeah, you're welcome. We're banned. Like, yeah, no, I, I understand that f- totally. And I've known those guys forever. I toured with them. I know what they're all mm-hmm. about. They come from. I know they're all they great come guys, from yeah. heart, the hardcore scene. They mm-hmm. come from underground music. Like they are, have always been super hands on with their, with their, you know, every every little aspect they of their band. They help out so many smaller bands. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Shit, we helped them out when they were coming up, and then they returned the favor to us when they when they exploded. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that this is like. It, it it feels like because I know them. Maybe other people. It seems worse than than I think it is. Like I don't think that yeah. this. I guess these are just songs. It's just silly, mm-hmm. and like they've always had a silly side too to them, mm-hmm. right? Like when and, you remember their their old studio videos, even going back as yeah. far as Homesick. Those were like those were great, you know. And they have that side of things. So I think it's almost like the Star Wars conundrum. Like, are the sequels bad movies? No. Are they bad Star Wars movies? Yes. Right. That's like, true. Yeah. You, we look through everything like through kind of like a colored lens based on our previous experiences with it. And I think that this album's definitely that. I would like it better if it wasn't a day to remember. That is definitely for sure. But <laughs> it is a day to remember and I've heard it as a day to remember and I can't go forward from that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. I know 100%. Well, okay, well, Let's talk about the other records, too. It wasn't the only record that came out. We talked about five others last week. Uh, we won't talk about all of them, no. but uh, what did you think of Brand of Sacrifice? That was your number one, Mike. Dude, this album slaps so fucking hard. Like It's unreal. It is literally a freight train coming into your ears. It is the perfect length for a record like this. I have tried working to it, like doing spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. It's great for that. I've tried working out to it. It's great for that. It's just a heavy record. Everything about it is so well put together. Like this is literally if you're into heavy music and you're a music nerd and you like looking, oh man, I like when bands make an album flow and the orchestral side to everything and like making an actual whole complete record. This is for you. Like literally an amazing record. First album of the year contender for me. I I have to agree with you, man. And like, I really like the first, um, the, their their first album too. Th- there can be records, extreme extreme metal records like like this, that like after you're a few songs in, mm-hmm. it's tiring. Yeah, to listen this to this does not feel that way. No man, not at all. Like I I found the record unbelievably catchy for mm-hmm. how, it, like how uh, aggressive and and relentless it was. I still felt like. Every vocal pattern was different. put together in a catchy way, and the the way the lead guitars came in, and even the drums were catchy. And then they again oh, the drumming I, on ruin just blew me away. Oh my god, like, it's unbelievable! But but and, the, but then they have so many nice little um, like breaks in the record. You know, there's some mm-hmm. interlude songs um, in the middle Which, and and near the huge end. Huge for me. I love well done interludes, like. Those are just so good. So it's good. It, it was awesome. it was perfect. And it really, the record, I think the record probably needed it. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it was perfect. And then the features were great too. And yeah, they were all near the end of the record. That. So you, you get to like, you know, three quarters of the way through the record where it's like, okay, maybe I could be a little tired of this. So mm-hmm. let's freshen it up and, a bit. And some of them were unexpected. Like I wasn't expecting Eric from I Prevail yeah. to go that hard ever. And like I expected like, oh, maybe we'll get some of his clean singing or something like that to like really change up the record. No, he just said, oh, no. All right, Kyle, challenge accepted. I'm going to try and be heavier than you. Like literally everybody on this record tried to like Ben from Shadow of Intent killed it. Tyler from Traders killed it. Yeah. Like all of the features are so good. Like uh, who else was on it? Frankie from Amur. He did a great job too. Like and he didn't even do his like Amur like rap scream style which is great like (laughs) well i I feel like all of them helped the record 
diversify too and be like not get boring because their vocals are just different enough to like take you away. Hundred percent. Absolutely man. love this record. I, I know. I I can't really say um anything but good things about this album. Just just like one hundred percent all the way through. Uh, it's interesting you bring up I Prevail. Obviously, they're a very very big band. This yep. was you know a, a song that wasn't a single. It was buried in the buried in the end of the mm-hmm. record. Um, I did see Eric you know post about it, but this is like for me anybody that wants to shit talk I Prevail. Those are my boys. I know that those guys are legit. Eric is like yeah. the biggest metalhead I know. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy's like, uh, we did a podcast and and I at the end of it, I was like, yeah, man, I uh, I'm gonna play a song. You know, do you have any any like preference? He's like any song, and I like I thought I was asking him like what I prevail song to play at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, any song, and he's like, how about some Behemoth? <laughs> perfect i was like all right sure like we could do that you know um and yeah man those like those guys they just love music and i thought that this was really cool feature uh Mm -hmm. and and credible because brand of sacrifice is like no nobody's doing it better uh nobody was doing it better before arguably and now here we are with them solidifying themselves like as the the best newer metal Mm -hmm. band I forgot. Well, I forgot. Didn't realize that this band was putting out an album last week until Friday. Uh, there's a new record called Beautiful Lie by a band called The Greater. And yes. it absolutely slaps. And I suggest you go check it out if you're into hardcore slash metalcore, like things like Chamber, Weeping Wound, uh, Sleepwaker, stuff like that. Go listen to it. Yes. Mike missed one last week. Degrader with Beautiful Lie and Beautiful Artwork as well. All right, uh, should we get into no. this week's music? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. All right, this week, let's get it. We got a, a, got a great top five. Mike, let's start it off with number five. All right, so number five, a newer band for me, uh, one that I kind of found out from uh, looking around at what's coming out this week. It is a band from Boston, Massachusetts. They're mm-hmm. kind of a South or Southern rock uh, grunge rock band called Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Dead Poet Society at number five. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know much about this band at all. Um, in fact, I think I've heard their name. I obviously mm-hmm. like it's a memorable name because of the movie. Yeah, but I don't haven't heard the band. So, how would you describe them? So, I listened to uh, a couple of songs from their greatest hit, or like their top on Spotify, and all the singles from this release. And I think like their most listened to album and stuff like that. And uh, just generally kind of like I said, there's a lot of cool Southern rock influences. Uh, They remind me a lot of bands like Old Cage the Elephant stuff, uh, Dinosaur Pile Up. Um, Okay. I'm not going to say they're writing amazing riffs and stuff like that, but they're the kind of band that their main stage opening up on the bigger rock festivals and you get there and you're like, you know what? This band isn't half bad. And They've got some fun lyrics going on, and that's about all I got. I think it's going to be a solid release if you're into kind of rock like that. Okay. And rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. All right. uh, Number four. Number four. We've got an EP called... Oh, I forgot to say the album name for Dead Poets Society. I can put it back on the screen. It's literally dash exclamation point dash, which is a stupid album name. Yeah. How do you say that? What are they gonna, I don't know. What are they gonna like? You know, after the band's put out ten albums, sold millions of records, sold out stadiums, what are their fans gonna call that record? Yeah, like I don't know. We talk a lot about good album names. This is a bad album. Okay, name. don't do this one. <laughs> okay, cool. I appreciate the honesty. Um, All right, yeah. uh, number four. Number four. We've got a new EP from UK rock group, The Horrors. The EP is called Lout. Um. This band is really interesting for me because the single that they have put out on the EP, the single's called Lout, Mm -hmm. is very different than the rest of their releases. It's almost uh, noise rocky. It reminds me a lot of bands like Warpaint, um, Wargasm, 68, things like that. Interesting. Where it's a very kind of intense, um, I almost want to say overmixed, but overmixed in a good way where... It's supposed to be noisy, right? Right. But the rest of their music sounds really kind of like jam band 
shoegazy with the occasional very heavy element, but not a lot. Like long drive, lay in the bath with the lights off kind of music. So I'm really interested because I think these guys are great. They've got a phenomenal vocalist. I don't know his name, but they are just trying something new with this EP. And I always respect that and can't wait to hear it. Yeah, no, I like this band a lot too. They've been a band a lot, actually a long time. They've got a lot of material. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is interesting that, that they do have, you know, almost like an industrial sound um, on this new song. And mm -hmm. I do think that that's, maybe something that you're going to see a little bit of in some of the releases in 2021 is just a kind of a new element of aggression and anger that's going is this to be the bring me the horizon effect. I mean, I think it's honestly the COVID-19 effect True, is just the frustration and the anger that's going to come through now um, in so many artists because that's, that's real. That's the the feelings mm -hmm. that we're really feeling. Um, anybody that's making music right now, how can you not? So, you know, I, I think like we got the summer coming and the weather today in Michigan and, and uh, Southwestern Ontario was like spring, like, but who's writing summer, who's writing these summer, like fun in the sun jams this year. Like, are those going to come out? It, it, I, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but those, those, those were written. written in, those were written two years ago. Yeah. So you know, that's what I'm saying is is I think that 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 frustration and anger is hundred uh, percent going to be rearing its head this year. It's going to be a common theme we're going to have, Mike, with uh, all the records we're mm -hmm. talking about. I mean, I can't even say Brand of Sacrifice is going to be the best deathcore release this year, just knowing everything that's coming out. Like <sighs> they've set the bar very high. I know, but then you also have these heavy hitters that we'll get to later on in the months and it's going to be a crazy year for heavy music i think it's going to be a crazy year you said it anything else to say about the horrors or number three no i don't really all right yeah let's get to number three i'm excited all right number three a band that has been gone for quite a while uh the lead vocalist has kind of turned his life around which is always great but we've got from new orleans i hate god I hate God. Classic, if not original, sludge metal band. Yeah, I mean, this is like, again, when we talked about Entombed, mm -hmm. and just, I mean, obviously Entombed and I Hate God aren't the same, uh, really the same style of metal at all, but they're, you know... They're, they're popular around the same time right. in both... It, making these subgenres Exactly, and and like you talked about the, the, the... You talk about the bands that were big, you know, in the 80s, like like Metallica and mm -hmm. Slayer and you know and then and then Megadeth like these bands that were bringing metal to a a mainstream the mainstream world well bands like Entombed and I Hate God were right under there you know doing shows in the clubs like bringing the real shit out the yeah. real extreme metal and um it's it's really great to have I Hate God back and to see what they're going to do with you know, modern production and, and all that. It's going to be, it's going to be I mean, cool. The singles have sounded great. They sound fresh, like they've been produced in 2020, 2021, obviously, but they still have the sludge. They still feel dirty when you listen to them. So I think this record is going to be a real modern t release, but it's going to be an I hate God record, which I am, Really excited for. This is a band that I didn't know about until recently. I saw them in 2017 at Berserker Fest in wow. Michigan. Wow. And I didn't even know who they were, right? Like, I went, it was a two day festival and it was like $40 for each day or $60 for both days. Okay. And I didn't know any of the bands on this lineup besides Guar. I just wanted to go to see Guar. Sure. And I ended up going to both days, full days, just to see new bands, right? And, I Hate God blew me away. It was their first show back, actually, after uh, Mike Nine got out of rehab and everything like that, or jail. I don't remember where he was. Yeah. Um, but absolutely incredible band, and I'm really excited to hear new music from them. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, these, these guys are legends. And, you know, the other thing, too, about I Hate God is, like, they haven't put out that many records. Like, they... No. I I feel like the record that I remember from when I was a kid um, 
I was take as needed for pain. Mm-hmm. I definitely had that one. And, you know, I you used to see, um, oh, In the Name of Suffering, too, was is a classic record. But, you know, th- used to see those, those like, records in stores and I Hate God. It's such aggressive. And this was, like, the scariest yeah. band, you know. And then this singer's, like, fucking crazy. And he's, like, on heroin and he's in out of jail. Oh, it's, like, shit's absolutely wild. insane, dude. So it's really good to have them back. And I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love stories like theirs too. Like it's definitely was easy in the nineties in extreme metal to kind of get into these extreme situations where you're in a lot of trouble and hmm. to kind of recover and bounce back and still be able to do uh touring and making music is always wonderful to see. Yeah. hundred percent, man. There it is. I hate God. What's the record called? The record is called a history of nomadic behavior. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, number two. Number two, my document is obviously not wanting to let me click over. Come on, computer. You can do it. All right. Uh, number two. Another band from Massachusetts this week. Um, probably something that is going to surprise people that I'm excited for. We've got the new album. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy by Rob Zombie. <laughs> what was that again? The what? The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. I tried it out. It's not an acronym for anything either. Oh, okay. It's just weird. <laughs> well, he's a weird dude. He is. And I am so excited for this release. Uh, both singles that are out, The Triumph of King Freak and The Eternal Struggles of the Howling Man, are returns to form. They are probably some of the heaviest stuff that Rob Zombie has ever put out. Hmm. And I don't know. I'm just really excited for this because we've had a couple weak, strange Rob Zombie albums while he's been focusing on his movie career and things like that. And he's like, oh, I'm just kind of putting out music to put out music. It almost feels like right. this is Rob Zombie being Rob Zombie. I am so excited for these. These are going to make me excited to go see Rob Zombie again. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I actually caught Rob Zombie. um, Was it two two years ago? Uh, Whenever Mm -hmm. he did the co-bill with uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I I didn't want to talk shit on Marilyn Manson after that show. Just because like, you know, I used to respect Mm -hmm. him and all that. But um Rob Zombie absolutely blew Marilyn Manson away like it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Like, I couldn't even believe it was a co-headliner because Rob Zombie had the most insane production, sounded awesome, super energetic. The guy's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious between songs, by the way. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was like, it was like, it was almost like you were, uh, you can tell the guy's an entertainer, right? Like, you can tell mm-hmm. that he knows how to do that, that, um, that part of it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, a lot of respect for Rob Zombie. I think more so after seeing him live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a big I, White Zombie fan back in the day too. Yeah, he's one of those dudes that like every summer there's some form of Rob Zombie tour, and it was always like, is it going to be with Marilyn Manson or is it going to be with Corn this year? Because like they had the Return of the Dreads for Corn, and then they had the I think they called it like the horror show with Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson or something like that. I don't remember, but. Or he was on Mayhem Festival and stuff like that. So I always saw him doing these headlining shows and stuff like that. And he's just always been an incredible live act. And all my friends are like, oh, man, I don't like his music and stuff like that. And I'm like, eh, just watch the show. There's right. fun people on stage dancing around in costume and stuff like that. And honestly, like Rob Zombie's got such a long catalog, too, that when you take all the songs down to a set, it's a solid set. For sure. Like. For sure. I mean, his first solo album came out under under the Rob Zombie moniker in mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. So, so yeah, like twenty-three years of Rob Zombie solo work post uh White Zombie, which is pretty mm-hmm. wild, you know? Um and yeah, and looking at some of the the like we laughed at the current album title, but he he has such albums as the Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. Great album. That came out in 2016. Uh, and before that, we had, uh, this is a shorter album um, title. It's called Venomous Rat Regeneration Vendor. Didn't like that one as much. Okay, and then before title. that was Mondo Sex Head. 
Yep. Uh, oh, that looks like it might be an album. I mean, a uh, live or remix album. Not sure. Something but anyway, like that. um, that's that's yeah. So he this is not a new thing for him. You, there's no. going to be a little bit of ridiculousness. There's going to be a little bit of humor uh, in his like, music, which I I can kind of respect that. He is the definition of like shock horror, new metal rock. Like I don't know. Can we call Rob Zombie new metal? Yeah, probably. Can we? What else? Call, call him rock? Boy? Yeah. I mean. He's Rob Zombie. He's eternal. He's such a dude. I mean, I'm excited for this record. If you've never really listened to Rob Zombie, like, I don't believe you because Dragula is such a popular song and so many good white zombie songs, but this record is just going to be awesome. Thunder Kiss. There you go. I won't try the more human than human riff. I'll oh, that just, was hard. I'll just screech, uh, screech y'all out of here. Anyway, uh, no, and, and somebody in the chat says he's our generation's Alice Cooper, and that's not yeah. far off. I, I, uh, I agree. So, yeah, great, great to see him on the list, and definitely yeah, after seeing him with full production in a shed in Michigan last year, I was like, yeah, I, this, I get this, I get why people mm-hmm. come out in droves to see him, and why they they worship the ground that uh, he walks on. So let's go awesome hell yeah all right well um that time has almost arrived that time we'd like to remind everybody here on twitch that we have a really great sponsor called rockabilia at the top of your screen they sell banned merchandise and uh they have over half a million items and they're super unique a lot of stuff you can't get anywhere else and they have great prices and great customer service and they're really really nice people that want to support things like our show. So if you're going to get some band merch, go there first, check out what they've got. I'm sure you'll find something that you love. And uh, if you use promo code Shane, that's my name, S-H-A-N-E, you can save 10% off. They're already low prices. Yeah. What's that shirt you're wearing? I can't read the metal This is a band called Archspire. They're Tech Death. Oh. Um, probably my favorite tech death band besides like Origin. And eh, I like this band more than Origin. Um Origins they're this band is like crazier than Origin oh, yeah? because like they're as fast and as technical as Origin. They don't have the space element, which sucks, but the vocalist is even crazier because on top of like the rest of the band being techie, Origin just kinda like they've got the death metal screams and stuff like that. This mm-hmm. dude also does like the rapping harsh vocals and stuff like that and like speed vocals and Oh, it's just absolutely wild. Okay, cool. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. Rockabilly, the best since yeah. 1987. They've been doing this. 2020 was their biggest year. They're growing. They've really got things on lockdown. So go over there, pick up something pretty, okay? Rockabilly.com. Use promo code mm-hmm. S-H-A-N-E. Yeah, and I have my own little advertisement this week. Uh, oh. Something that I, I need to bring to the people so they know it exists. Um, bath Pizza. It's the bathing sensation that's sweeping the nation. If you haven't eaten pizza in the bathtub yet, I highly recommend you do it. It is a bath-changing experience. Have you done this, Shane? I have eaten tons of food in the bathtub. I Hell have yeah. never eaten pizza, though. Really? No. Well, Where do you put you the box? give it a try. So, I don't know. I didn't do the box. I got like the plate of pizza and then like walked to the bath. Okay. I mean, so, I guess if you could make like a bath table, like essentially just like you just need some kind of stool. I mean, I've stool. got one of those. It's like a little sliding table. So it adjusts to like the width of your bath. Yeah. And so like I put the plate there or like my styrofoam whenever I'm eating like Chinese food. Bath food in general. Do I dip the pizza in the water? Only if you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. what you do is you dunk the entire pizza in the water and then you drink the bath water and it's pizza water and it's delicious everybody loves pizza water pizza tea (laughs) (laughs) i I will say though (laughs) eating in the bath does rule in fact one of the silverstein quarantine quarantine uh videos earlier does feature me in the bathtub um with a little charcuterie board with some you know some red wine and olives yeah um, doing it up. It's a good way to be. Yeah, it nice is. And, 
nice and relaxed. And I will point. I'd like like to point out, Mike, that when you're in the bathtub, you're you're you have a very very good access to a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I do to uh, play some tunes. It's got some some sick tuning. <laughs> Makes it perfect for echoey locations like the bathroom. What do you uh, What do you get on your pizza, Mike? What do you What are your toppings? So. I don't know how you feel about it, but I am always pineapple. Cool. I'm, I'm into it too. I love it. And then like my pizza is weird. So I like do pineapple, feta, because I love feta cheese. It's great on everything. Okay. Bacon and chicken. And oh. if I can, sub the red sauce for an Alfredo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a, like, that's a lot of flavors there. That's a lot going mm-hmm. on. Um, I love it. Oh, and then like if you can, some pizza places don't do it, but where they take like the chopped garlic and they like spread that on there a little bit, I like that. Mm. If they don't have it, I do it at home so that I can have it. Interesting. Bacon, chicken, pineapple, and feta. Feta. Interesting. I'm not a huge feta fan. I I, I um. I'm not a huge like I, I really don't like goat cheese. In fact, goat cheese is probably the I don't only, like goat cheese either. Yeah, I know but I like well, feta. Feta is yeah, I know feta is a little bit different. I, I don't really like feta either, but goat cheese is, is especially disgusting to me. It's like real, literally the only food that I really can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I eat any cheese anymore. But I, I'm always like a big if I'm if I'm going going pizza, I have I have to have olives on it. So I gotta have green olives. I don't like olives. But mm. I definitely get it. Like I know tons of people who love olives on pizza. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love like green olives, especially they're my go-to and I love mushrooms on pizza. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the way that a mushroom cooks on a pizza that is never, it's never, you can never do that again. Cooking yeah. a mushroom. Um, that, any other see, way. that's why I don't like onion on pizza because mm-hmm. like, I don't like the raw onion flavor and it never like, when you put it on a pizza, it doesn't have long enough for the onion to like caramelize and get those good flavors. So it's always just crunchy and the texture's off for me. Yeah. I can't do onion on pizza. Yeah, onion, you're right. And especially like when the onion's just on the top like layer mm-hmm. and then the onion gets kind of like dried dried out. Yeah, yeah that sucks. What, what's even worse if it's like in the cheese and like you're not expecting it and you take the bite of pizza and it's still kind of raw and you're like, what is that awkward like crunch? And move. Yeah. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I'm not super excited about onions on pizza. Like, I, I like onions a lot. I just, I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, like, that's something that I'm like, ooh, onions. <laughs> like, it doesn't really yeah. happen. But um, pickles on pizza is interesting. Never tried it. Never tried it either. I could go for it. I, yeah, I can't see it be being done bad. Right. But. Like, I wouldn't want, like, your standard just, like, straight-up vinegar pickle. I want, like, some hot and sweets. I think that would be good. Mm. Like, replace my pineapple with that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but no, I really don't have a problem with pineapple on pizza. I, I wouldn't say I don't get it very often, but I uh yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not talk about music. Isn't that I what we're here for? think <laughs> we are going to get into the number one album after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. So, Mike, we have uh, we've talked about four great bands, very diverse. As I love it, we've got we got Dead mm-hmm. Poets Society, we got the Horrors, we got I Hate God, Absolute Legends, we got Rob Zombie, another legend. So, mm-hmm. what is the number one album release of this week? Well, we don't have a number one album release this week. We have a number one EP release this week. And that's okay. And that is okay. And today we're going to be talking about some young guns, some new boys to the scene, if you would. Some guys that are actually starting to get a pretty big following and I think are about to blow up with this EP. 
Yes. Need to get on it immediately and start writing an album. Yes. We've got from Arizona, first and forever. First We've and talked forever. about this band on the show before. Yeah, we just talked about them. Yeah, great, great, uh, great new band. Uh, I really like their song Chicago. They put out. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't send me the EP. I they haven't sent heard me it. The EP. Uh, yeah, well, you've heard it. Yeah. Oh, he's heard it. Okay, so it's number one, and he's heard it. Then it must be good. Yep. Um, no, it's exciting. I mean, it's always exciting to see the next generation, the new, the new young guns that are going going to be, you know, the next big scene mm-hmm. band. And yeah, this this these guys could do it. This EP is five songs. It is straight bangers. I am calling it now. This is EP of the year nomination worthy. Nice. It is absolutely incredible. If you haven't heard of First and Forever and you like emo music in general, bands all the way from Sleep On It, Between You and Me, Figure It Out, All Time Low, pop punky bands, to bands that are a little bit heavier like Pierce the Veil, Sleeping with Sirens, A Skylight Drive, bands like that, you will like this EP. It has all of the classic vibes of like 2009 to 2011, 2012-ish Warp Tour. Yeah. But it's got some real modern songwriting in it that makes it refreshing. And it's one of those releases that it's got that classic feel to it. So I feel like when I first heard the songs, I was like, man, this is a record that I've been listening to since I was in high school. But it's got the freshness of it that I want to put it on again and again. Like, I only have the private SoundCloud link and I've put like seven or eight spins on that since I got it on Friday-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just an incredible EP. Like, I've I've been able to find time between Brand of Sacrifice listens and how much <laughs> I've been listening to that record this week to go back and listen to this EP too. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know the guys are listening because we talk and they need to get on an album as soon as possible. I think today's Wednesday, so they put out a music video for uh, the title track off this album, Let This Love Lie Dead. Yeah, Let This Love Lie Dead. And it's an incredible song. The video is really cool too. I got to see that as well. Um, I just, I can't talk about these guys enough because I think that they're one of the bands that very Pierce the Veil-esque in their career. They're going to go out, open a tour, and become the next biggest thing in our entire scene. Well, hopefully they can do that soon. And we've talked in great depth about how tough it is for a new band to break through without the touring element. But I do really respect uh, this band for putting themselves out there, promoting themselves you know, mm-hmm. coming to me with their song and saying, "Hey, can you can you play this on the air?" Um, and I did, and I, I really like that. And and look, like it's it's really cool that you're talking about a band, Mike, that literally only has released seven songs. <laughs> yeah, that's all and, they have. Um, seven, like as of today, seven, and three of them are are from the new, uh, the new EP, I believe. How many songs is mm-hmm. on this new EP anyway? Five. Five. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yep. so um yeah, this is still going to be a band. You know that that is a new band that people are just finding out about. Uh, so yeah, head over to, you know, to uh, Spotify and have a listen to them. Or mm-hmm. um, what are their other handles? Looks like First Forever AZ or First and Forever AZ. Yep. Uh, if, they're do- if they're doing this great thing that I love. A lot of newer bands are doing right now. Like I almost want to call it guerrilla music advertising because like not only are they pumping stuff out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, they're like sneaking into TikTok and they're making like nostalgic emo TikToks mm-hmm. and like, Oh, Hey, by the way, this is our music at the end and stuff like that. And like, I think it's great that they're just exploring all these different platforms to do as much as they can. Dude, this is not like a new thing. Like people, people roll their eyes at, at that kind of marketing mm-hmm. or whatever. But like, that's no different than, I, like, I mean, I used to go in with CD samplers and I used to put them in between, like, records at <laughs> record stores yeah. for people to find. Or, um, you know, I, I, I was, um, my friend, my best friend's band, he used to upload music to Napster 
which was like he put in that it was you know uh, mm-hmm. incubus because the bands kind of sounded like incubus. And then he would put in like in brackets, not actually Incubus, this is my band. Just so people yeah. would find it and listen to it and go, oh shit, oh, well, this is really good. You know, it, it, there's mm-hmm. there's always been, you know, these kinds of like, yeah, like you say, guerrilla marketing campaigns and that's fine and I'm all for it and like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Do what you gotta it, do. Exactly, like do it. these guys remind me of the type of people who are dedicated to their craft and what they're doing and confident in their music that they're not even on warp tour. They're not playing a local stage, but they're following the tour and yep. handing out CDs at the line every morning. Hey, that's what Mayday Parade did. That's how they got big. Yep. They yep. they followed the tour and they they sold CDs. They just went out went around to people and be like, "Hey, listen listen to our band here's they've got the bluetooth bucks. speaker and they're like hey five bucks for the cd yeah. i don't even think i think this was in, in they their day like it was a CD, a, like Discman. a cd player and headphones Discman and headphones like yeah absolutely but that's that's it i mean that's you know and, and like even um with like what i prevail was doing uh, or still doing i guess with the, you know with their marketing online marketing and everything like a lot of people were like mm-hmm. oh this is lame it's like no it's not this is like what you have to do if you want to make an impact and it's it's smart so yeah. good good for these bands that are finding a way with all of these setbacks in 2020 2021 to do it also real quick um yes. something we forgot to talk about earlier and somebody that i see is in the chat the new chevelle album was great um totally forgot to talk about that and welcome chevelle Welcome. Apparently, apparently oh, they're, the guys are in they're the chat, hanging out. So. Hey, Chevelle. Yeah, we. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would love to have uh, Chevelle on the on the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast sometimes. It, it, I think. Let's make it happen. I actually think I just got a tweet, uh, literally yesterday, the day before, being like, "Yo, you should make it happen." So, yes, welcome, Chevelle. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. said some nice um, words about Chevelle last week. I was I was talking yeah. about how they've they've been they were one of those bands that had obviously like a massive massive hit song but they didn't let that define them and mm-hmm. their fan base and they've continued to put out great record after great record and their fans have been along for the ride and here they are on twitch that's that's Boom. a lot a lot of bands from their era are probably on twitch so they get it oh they, they say message him we got Good you up. we got you chevelle what's up well yeah uh first and forever um probably one of the coolest little DIY bands that's going around right now and I can't wait for them to blow up and say I was there. Um, yep. Something like I like to say, um, this is a really good opportunity to hop in in this band and have their rookie card. <laughs> right? That's that's great. I mean, um, what's next? A- NFTs of bands? We, yeah. That's probably, I mean, that's probably coming. But no, I like that. I like that analogy. Um, yeah, you heard it here first, first and no pun intended first and forever. Great band. And, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm just stoked for this. And thank you. Thank you, Mike, for, for shedding some light on a new band that deserves some attention. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I do. I know what you do. You want to do a quick recap? Let's do a quick recap. I'll let you take it away. So for number five, we've got the new album dash exclamation point dash. I don't know how to say that otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by Dead Poet Society. For Gosh. number four, oh, we've got the new EP Lout, L-O-U-T, by The Horrors. Yes. For number three, we've got the new album A History of Nomadic Behavior by I Hate God, all one word. For number two, we've got the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy by Rob Zombie. Say that three times fast. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, And then for number one this week, the most anticipated uh, EP of the year nomination already going through for it. Uh, The new EP, Let This Love Lie Dead by First and Forever. Absolute banger. Go have fun with it on Friday. Fantastic. You're going to love it. If you don't love it, um, at me or something. I don't care. (laughs) I will tell you that you're wrong. There you go. All right. Well, Mike, we uh, we did the top five list. We talked about some records that came out last week. 
Uh, I bet you have some honorable mentions that we didn't get to. So let's uh, oh, let's I talk do. about them. So uh, we've got a big list of honorable mentions this week. It is a big week for singles, um, as a lot of big albums are coming out next week as well. And it's just kind of the start of the month, uh, start of springtime. Everybody's looking to get music out. So the first one that I want to talk about, uh, big, big fan of this podcast. Well, I don't know if he's a fan of this podcast. This podcast is a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a new Machine Gun Kelly song coming up. <laughs> Featuring right. Corpse, which is really cool. I like Corpse. He's a cool like emo horror rapper almost, I guess. So, And MGK recently came out and said he wants to piss some more people off again. So we'll see what this... <laughs> track is about (laughs) (laughs) yeah man this this guy like just when you think he's not not stealing the headlines anymore Mm -hmm. he's back already doing it and yeah yeah. the guy's getting more and more polarizing uh uh, by the day you know he he put this thing out and and then like a lot of people were like like he said pissed off i was pretty into it uh Mm -hmm. to be honest And, and the record actually made my top 10 of the year i still think it's a good record so I'll be yeah. I'll be listening to this. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, even if you don't like MGK, you're going to be listening to this so that you can talk shit about it. Like, yeah, have fun. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, some more singles. I've got nine this week, so that sure. was number one. Keep them going. Um, we've got a new single that came out today from one of my favorite. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Bands. Well, obviously banned, <laughs> but they're kind of like um, they're an enigma of a band because they okay. don't release music very often, right? Like right. that kind of. Yeah, I don't know if enigma is the right word it for seems, that. Yeah, it's close enough. You know what I mean? Uh, but against the current, put out a new song. Mm, okay. I absolutely love this band. They're going back to their punk rock roots, um, away from the kind of electronic heavy style that what their last album was. Um, this band's absolutely incredible. I love them. They're a huge band yeah. because they did some League of Legends theme songs that really popped off. One of my favorite League of Legends theme songs. And I've just always loved this band. They're great. I've seen them live. They're incredible. Uh, the lead vocalist, Chrissy, is just an amazing vocalist. And I can't wait for them to do it. Now, eh, I can't wait for them to actually announce this full length record. And uh, can't wait to listen to it either because they've just always been great. No, 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 absolutely. I feel like we just talked about this this band just the other week from another single, right? Yeah, because they were teasing it yeah. uh, last week. Right. Exactly, so. exactly. Okay, what else? So one of my favorite new progressive metalcore, progressive metal bands that I've found, this band is called Vola, V-O-L-A. They are absolutely incredible. They're putting out the final single from their new album coming in April. And if you're into kind of genty, really progressive, fun, noodly riffs, you're going to love this band. Uh, they do some really cool stuff with their vocals where they do, it's not auto-tune, but they apply like a lot of phaser to the vocals and things like that. Okay. Make it sound kind of animatronic sometimes. It's very cool. And their writing is just absolutely incredible. I can't wait for that single. Um, if you can't wait either, they're, listen to their song Head Mounted Sideways. It's absolutely incredible. Yes, Danish-Swedish Vola explores a mix of progressive rock, electronica, and metal. There you go. They're incredible. Okay, Vola, volaband.com if you want more on that. A band that I've been really getting into, they are kind of post-hardcore with death metal influences uh, and metalcore influences. It's a band called The Drowned God. Okay. I got into them because really cool band name. (laughs) I do like Um, it, yeah. And like it leads to a lot of cool imagery, but I think this is the third sound or eh, third single from their new upcoming album. I don't remember the name of the album, but I've enjoyed all the singles, so I'm really excited for this release as well. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, no, this is Amer- American metal band, The Drowned God. I see this here, um, hovering somewhere between black metal and traditional hardcore. So that sounds uh, right up mm-hmm. our alley, especially like. You know, maybe they're oh, yeah. going to do something like Respire, uh, perhaps. Less orchestral. Uh, okay, le- but, le- okay, maybe a little bit yep. more like um, uh, Death Heaven or something something along those lines. Yeah, I'd say similar to that. Uh, similar to uh, Hurricane for the Sky we talked about. Ah, uh, yes. Ago. Yes, very cool. The Drowned God. And, and this is also a small band, 7,200 
monthly listeners. So get on that. You heard it here first. Hell yeah. Um, another band that is uh, small and about to blow up that you're going to hear here first. Yonaka. Y-O-N-A-K-A. They are putting out a new single tomorrow. I forget the name of the single, but they are about to absolutely blow up. This band is great. Uh, Female-fronted, uh, kind of industrial pop almost. Um, absolutely incredible. It almost reminds me of like if you took Billie Eilish and crossed it with like Motionless and White almost. <laughs> okay. Which is cool. Like keep the dark elements, but add kind of like the industrial rock portion. Um, this band is absolutely blown me away since I found their most recent single before this one. It's been on repeat. It's an earworm. I absolutely love this band and I can't wait for the full length yes. that's coming later this year. That is Yo Naka, Y-O-N-A-K-A. And uh, yeah. yeah, they have some interesting promo pictures here on their, on the internet. So yeah, yes, that's, that's do. cool. That's cool. Yes. Yo Naka, you knocked. Yeah. Yeah. Yo Naka. That's it. That's the band. Yep. Um, another band that is up and coming, I think, from Australia. Uh, this is a band called Stepson. Okay. They are absolutely incredible. Their last single really turned me on to them. I forget the name of it. But they're putting out the last single before their album coming out next month. I am really excited for this release. Uh, it's another newer band for me that I haven't really heard much of and I'm just now getting into. They're cool. I don't know. They remind me a lot of like Shrezers almost, less noodly and less saxophony, but uh, <laughs> in in the writing style, they're very good lyrically and at writing hooks. High octane punk hardcore outfit recently signed worldwide with Sharp Tone Records. Yeah, they're on Sharp. And I know that's a label that you uh, you I back. Love Sharp Tone. You back. So Sharp Tone's very, killing it. Very good. Uh, so kind of go a little bit more mainstream. Uh, there is a new single coming out called Terrorist by Novelists. Okay. Heard novelists, yeah. Yeah, Novelists. They're the French band, correct? Yes, they are. French progressive metalcore. Yes, yes. They are a lot of fun. They've got a new vocalist. I can't remember his name, but he used to be in a band called Alaska. Oh, uh, yeah. From, the, the German yep. band, right? Yep. Yes, um, I remember Which all they this. got a new vocalist, too. I forget where he's from. Yes, we talked about but this before. Yep. Novelists, absolutely incredible band. Uh, they don't know how to not write good songs. I think they've only improved and diversified their sound now that they have the new vocalist, and I can't wait to hear the single. The teasers I've heard from it are great. Their last single was great. I really hope we get to hear an album from them this year. Um, I'm kind of skeptical because I think they're just kind of putting out like a single or two before they go in and write the album. Mm -hmm. But who knows? It's been COVID year, so they might have everything done and ready. Yeah, there you go. And look, um, look, Mike. People are already checking out bands. Checked out the new, the Drowned God. Really good. Says Link three ninety four. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Link. I love your video games. We got two more. Uh, so, post hardcore outfit Convictions is putting out a new song. You aware of Convictions? I think. <sighs> I might. I mean, that name is just like they've been around for a while, but haven't really taken off. I think they're starting to write bangers and have really found their groove. Okay, and are about to finally take off. Which is a success, uh, success story we always love to see. Yeah, so. con convictions. I feel like that's just the it's the kind of the kind of name that you've heard before. I don't know if I've actually mm -hmm. heard the name before like or not. Volume structure. Yes, like the one word scene band name. Ex like, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of that band. Oh, conditions. That was the band I'm, I'm yeah. mixing them up with. Remember that band? Um, mm -hmm. uh, my my boy Alex was in that band. Conditions. So they're not the same band as convictions, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, Definitely, definitely uh, looks, I'm, I'm just on the Spotify. looks like they got a lot of material, so. Mm -hmm. And my last single, it is coming out tomorrow, Thursday, so it's out on Friday. You know it. it you've already heard it. And this starts the time period where for the next week, I will only be talking about this band. This is the only band I, you will hear from me. <laughs> We're talking about Era. Era's putting out a new song. Era's putting out an album next week. I am not going to talk about any band that is not Era. I, I probably will. But I am so excited for this record. I am so excited to hear this fifth single. Every single has been different. And I know talking about it to remember, uh, we talked about how the album just felt disjointed. Every single off this Era record has felt different and like it has its own identity. And I think that this album is going to be a masterclass in how to write 
10 singles that fit together on an album really well. I can't wait for this record. This new single, I think it's Shadow Autonomous is the name of the song. It's going to slap. This is their self-titled record. I think they've really found themselves as a group uh, now that JT has kind of melded in with them. Mm -hmm. I th this is going to be an album of the year record. Well... I mean, I, I'm really interested now. We're talking about this record a week before we're going to talk about this record. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, so we've got a little bit of a long wait, but no, I I know you're big on this band. Uh, they're big signing on UNFD, and mm -hmm. this is yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if this is finally the record that breaks them through. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Brand of Sacrifice this week. Uh, mm -hmm. In, you know, in two weeks' time, is it going to be Era? And are they going to be, you know, the, the talk of the town? Cause I hope like, so. What is this, their fifth album? Yeah. And I mean, like, it's so weird because when you go to places like our Metalcore and uh, Metalcore Twitter and stuff like that, like, people who are super into Metalcore... Everybody knows Era. Everybody loves Era. Era's opened so many to cool tours for bands like We Came As Romans, August Burns Red, all over the place. And yeah, we're seeing it all over the chat. So many people know and love this band. But like when you go to kind of mainstream fans, they aren't really aware of Era as much. So like, yeah, I want this band to explode so badly and become the next big thing. Like, no, I mean, Air has been that band that's... Like, I'm sure they've done headline shows, uh, but they've oh, yeah, been but that... it's always like that, a 500 cap room. Yeah, but they've been that band that's on a lot. Like, they open or play second to four on, like, tons of big tours, you know? And I've never seen mm -hmm. them do a headline set, and I would love for them to kind of, you know, finally be that band where it's like, okay, they can do full production set, you know, um, at a House mm -hmm. of Blues-style venue. That would be really great to see, and I, I hope that this record gets into that point. I hope so too. And just seeing the response from the singles already, like this album is just going to be next level from them. And I think it's really going to open a lot of people up to the more progressive metalcore and stuff like that too. Because like a lot of people know Between the Buried and Me and stuff like that. But um, there's not been a lot of newer progressive metal bands that have kind of blown up and gotten the spotlight. And I think Arrow really will. And I just love this band so much. 100%, man. 100%. Well, we can't talk about anyone else because Era is the only band we talk about now. So, yep. That, Sorry, guys. I guess that's our show. That is. <laughs> talk to you next week about Era. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>